Leeds and Swansea look to be the class of the season. EFL expels their first club since 1992. And the championship was forever changed by three little words. Cameron Carter Vickers! This is the RG Bargy Show! Hello, RG! Hello, Bargy! How are you tonight? I'm splendid, and you? I am doing magnificent. Match days four and five are done, and they were even more exciting than the match day three. It's pretty great when there's so many games so close to one another. Back to back to back to back. It was fantastic. Let's take a quick look back at what we predicted for last week. The first game last Wednesday, Preston Stoke. I had it as a do-si-do. I had it as a 1-0 win for Preston. And of course, the final outcome was... Preston! 3-1! Boy, did Stoke look bad. Stoke looked horrible. But maybe things will change. We also predicted QPR Swansea. I said a 1-1 draw. You went... 2-0 QPR. Final score? Swansea won! 3-1. Poor R's. So Fulham played Millwall. What do they call that? A derby. Yes, a London derby. I went with a 2-0 victory for Fulham. I went with a 1-1 draw. How did that turn out? 4-0 Fulham. And that was a score that actually looked favorable on the output of Millwall. Fulham outpassed Millwall by a thousand passes. Literally, they had about 1,100 passes, the Millwall's 100. It was complete dominance by Fulham. So that was match day four. Match day five started on Saturday with Darby versus West Brom. I went 2-1 Darby. I also went 2-1 Darby. And it ended up? A 1-1 draw. It's kind of boring one at that. Then we headed on over to Stoke for Stoke versus Leeds. I went 1-2 Leeds victory. I also did 1-2 Leeds victory. And it ended up? Leeds won by 3-0. 3-0 to Leeds. More on that game to come. QPR took on Wigan. I thought a QPR 1-0 victory. I I predicted that QPR would win 3-0. And final score? 3-1 3-1 QPR. There goes you ours. Fulham, Nottingham Forest. Fulham coming off the dominant display over Millwall. Unfortunately, I predicted a 1-1 draw. I went Fulham 3-1. It ended up. Fulham lost at home 1-2-2. Yes, and it, it was a very odd turnaround. Fulham, who went completely berserk. Just early, a few days earlier against Millwall was half of themselves. Their their midfield looked particularly weak. It was a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde kind of moment there. Kind of the reverse of what QPR did. Charlton Athletic, Brentford. I predicted a thrashing 3-1 victory for Charlton. I went 2-2 Charlton. Final score... It was a 1-0 win for Charlton. Still a win. Still a win. Go, go, you athletics. And Sunday, the final match of the fifth match day saw Swansea, Birmingham. I was 2-0 Swansea. I was a 1-1 draw. Final score. Swansea thrashed Birmingham 3-0. They remain unbeaten in the league with 13 points from a possible 15. It was an impressive show. Now, the first half of that match wasn't 
as impressive. It was a stalemate kind of match. Swansea really came to life in the second half. It was an impressive outing by Swansea. And Swansea and Leeds, both, as you said, undefeated, top of the table on 13 points out of 15. Do you think that Swansea can carry this through? If you would have talked to me five weeks ago, you know I did not put Swansea up there at the top of my picks. But what I've seen from them recently, I have faith that this Welsh team is looking good. Hey, let's talk us some U.S. players. It was actually kind of a difficult week for U.S. players. Eric Lehaw for Hall City out due to injury. Uh, Matt Miazga, uh, he played the full 90 in their first match in, uh, against West Brom. He looked pretty good, but then he came off in the 10th minute with a hamstring injury against Huddersfield. Reading still 1-2-0. And there was Jeff Cameron for QPR. Jeff Cameron played in their first match, came out. Uh, he looked good on the on the ball while he was in the game, but he, he was subbed out, and then he didn't play in their second match against Wigan. It's not sure if Jeff picked up an injury during the first half of the Swansea, Swansea match, but he came out at halftime, hasn't been seen since on the pitch. <laughs> yes, Jeff Cameron is safe and alive, just not been playing for QPR. Just want to clarify that as far as we know. <laughs> um, I want to talk about Tim Ream. Timmy Ream. His contract was big news this week. What about it, Bargy? Well, first he went the full 90 in both matches for Fulham this weekend. It was exciting. Again, he looks strong. Now he did, I have to admit, in the match versus Nottingham Forest, I think he was at fault for one of the goals. But still, you know, you can't have perfection all the time. But he signed an exciting contract extension. He will now be with the Cottagers until 2021. Two more years of Tim Ream at Fulham. Fulham has a chance. The entire western part of London is just excited by this. What do you think about Timmy deciding to stay on at Fulham? I could not be happier. I think it's amazing. I think he's looked really good. He's kind of assumed a leadership role at the at the club. I'm all for it. Nothing but great things can come from this. Congratulations, Tim Ream. Some other exciting news, which we maybe alluded to a little while ago. Three words. Cameron, Cameron Carter, Carter, Vickers. Vickers. Hiya! So he finally made his premiere at Stoke, and it wasn't that great. It wasn't that great. He went 73 minutes against Leeds, but to be fair to the Vickers, it was Stoke, so <laughs> you're never going to look that great this season. I mean, he was he was kind of strong on the ball, you know, pretty steady in the first half, but he definitely faltered as time went by and uh, started giving up way too many uh, of his passes. But you got to get on the pitch. To start seeing results. So let's hear it for Cameron. Cameron Carter Vickers. Other stories from, let's just say, English football. Really sad news this week that um, Bury, one of England's, England's oldest soccer clubs, has been kicked out of the EFL. Bury had neither a sale nor financial support 
come through before this week's deadline and they were stripped of their EFL membership. After 134 years, Burry is now out of the EFL. Nicknamed the Shakers, that dates back to 1892. Burry, out of the EFL. And I think this speaks to something larger. I also want to need to mention that Burry is not the only football club that has struggled financially within the past couple of years. Macclesfield Town, Morecambe, Oldham Athletic, Oxford United, many, many others have had financial struggles in recent years with failure to pay wages on time. Why is that important, Bargy? That's important because you look at EFL, everybody seems to talk about that top league. Nobody focuses on the other leagues. When you look at the way that the finances are set up, so much in English football is dependent on broadcast rights and the pounds and the currency that comes from those. Unfortunately, that doesn't filter down. Now, the championship, you can see some of those games on ESPN+. Plus. There's some media right money right there. <laughs> in actuality, what is it that something like 80% of all money for premiership teams comes from media Right. Yes. yes. And it's significantly lower for championship teams. And you start talking about League One, where Burry was at, and they get next to no money. So they end up having to take loans or get support from the direct shareholders to pay these wage bills week after week after week. And they're expected to achieve and get signed great players, but that costs money. Because they need to do that in order to get promotion. But to get up to the premiership where the real money is located, you need to just risk it all. And that's what's happening with these clubs. But I'll take it one further is why does the championship matter in this scenario? And The Guardian had a great piece this week doing some uh, great analogy. 80 of the goals scored so far this year. There have been 80 goals so far in the EPL 22 of them have come from players who played in the championship. That is 28% so far of the goals scored this season in the EPL have come from players who've come up through the championship. Because the championship is the place where players can grow, develop, but that's only possible if there's financial solvency there. And it's just, it's becoming very unbalanced in my own opinion, and I'm not sure what this means long-term for English football. Now, just an interesting side note, England's women's team manager, Phil Neville, was born in Bury, and his mother, Jill, worked for the club for 31 years, and he said he was heartbroken. The town has had its heart ripped out. I'm devastated. My mom worked there for 31 years. My dad worked there for 27 years. One of the best articles I read about Bury this week is when talks were going on to save, hopefully they didn't come to fruition, but they were hoping it would save the league from financial insolvency. Supporters went into the stands, cleaned the stands by hand. These are fans picking up the garbage, cleaning off the seats, sweeping the stadium because they knew that they had to be ready if the team was going to survive because they were playing a game this upcoming weekend. And so they all pitched in. And go one step further with that. It wasn't just fans of Bury. That call went out to supporters groups of every 
club. People showed up. Huddersfield fans showed up. Fulham fans showed up. People from a bunch of other clubs showed up and helped clean their stadium. That's what this game means to people. That's why we love it. That's why you need to support all the levels of the pyramid. Because if the bottom collapse, the top comes down. All right. Let's move on to uh, some different notes. Let's talk about the match day ahead. Match day six. It's going to be a little bit different from the past week because it's just Friday and Saturday. We got an international week coming up. What are some of the games you are excited about, RG? Well, of course, I have to focus on the ones that are on the plus. The plus! Cardiff Fulham on Friday. And I'm excited because, you know, your beloved the Fulham is playing. But also, I think that it's going to be a great game. I'm going a 2-1 victory Fulham. Well, this is exciting because I don't know if you realize this. Cardiff and Fulham, they don't like one another. No, I realize that. (laughs) I realize that all too well. I think we all know that. I mean, Cardiff's going to be looking to build on something. I think, though, I agree with you. Fulham's going to come in. They're going to recover from the defeat on uh, the weekend, and they're going to take it 1-2 Fulham. Saturday, we have Bristol City, Middlesbrough on the plus. I went with a 1-1 draw on this one. So I'm thinking that it's going to be Bristol 2, Middlesbrough 0. Ooh. Brentford versus Derby County. I have Derby taking the win, even though they're the away club in this match, with uh, 1 to the Derby and 0 to the Brentford. I'm going 2-2. It's a draw. It's going to be an exciting draw, too. Now, some games that are not on the plus. But we're still excited about them. You got Millwall versus Hall. It's Lions and Tigers. Oh, my. I went with Millwall 2-0. Millwall rebounded from their defeat against Fulham. They looked very strong. And actually, when QPR beat Wigan, their manager said, the only frustration, I say this with all respect to Wigan, was that we should have had three or four more. That is some gusto, my friend, especially when you're Millwall. I think Millwall continues on with that gusto. I'm going three to one. Lions over the Tigers. Leeds versus Swansea. Now this one is super exciting. I and know, it's a I shame wish we could watch plus. it, yeah. Mm. It's a shame it's not on a plus. Both teams, as we mentioned a moment ago, undefeated. Yep. Battle of the top. Who's going to reign supreme? I went with Leeds. Leeds. 2-1. I think Leeds is the better team, although I've been... I mentioned it earlier tonight. I think that Swansea is looking good and they have their chances of kind of maintaining this uh, momentum is, is are really high. But I still think Leeds has looked stunning so far this season. And I think Leeds is going to take them. I think Leeds got this one. Three, the two. Birmingham, Stoke. Why are we focusing this? Because Stoke needs something fast. I, I agree. I think that um, if I was the manager of Stoke, Nathan Jones, I would be trembling. He needs to pull something out of a hat, and it could be Cameron Carter Vickers. It could be. <laughs> he tried. He tried changing some things up over the weekend. He pulled uh, Joe Allen off. Uh, didn't start him, I should say. Allen did come in, I think, at the 75th or so minute. Who'd he come in for? Cameron Carter Vickers. Yes. Uh, so I think uh, the pressure is on Nathan Jones. I have 1 0 
victory for Birmingham. I'm sorry, Stoke. I've seen nothing to inspire me to think that you're gonna. These changes are gonna do anything. And I think we might be looking at the next manager to lose his position. It is going to be the week for that to happen if if it's going to happen. A whole week off due to international matches. But here's the thing. Stuff like this always seems to turn out a little bit different than you expect. I think it's a 1-1 draw. I think Stoke probably scores late. There's some excitement. There's a question, should we keep Jones around? And I think that Stoke continues on with Jones, and after the break, things continue to fall apart. So that's where I'm going, 1-1 draw. That's the way I see it. Bargy is doing the long, long game here. Lots of melodrama at Stoke. I love it. Hey, the championship championship has all the power, all the fun, all the excitement. Before we go, one bit of just sad news to pass along. Colin Clark, former U.S. international and player for the Colorado Rapids, Houston Dynamo, and LA Galaxy, passed away this week at the age of 35. He died of a heart attack. We had the privilege of seeing Clark play on more than a few occasions. He was an outstanding player. He will be missed. Godspeed. And on that, good night, Archie. Good night, Bargie.